was the usual sort of Friday Late mid-afternoon Max Light Rail was filling up With people going home Looking forward to your weekend The closing of the day All the usual sort of people On a Friday Portland train All the usual sort of people Friday Portland train and Then this random Nazi started To give these teenage girls abuse Two kids turned into targets On a Friday afternoon It was nothing that you asked for You didn't get to have a say Choice came out of nowhere And you didn't walk away Sometimes the front line runs through Berlin Sometimes the front line runs through Spain Who'd have thought you'd find the front line On a Friday Portland train Who'd have thought you'd find Friday Portland train So it was you put your body Between those young girls and the knife You were the front line You stood up and gave your life Don't ask if it was worth it What else would you do Sometimes the price of being human You have to pay is you Sometimes the front line runs through Berlin Sometimes the front line runs through Spain Who'd have thought you'd find the front line On a Friday Portland train Who'd have thought you'd find the front line Friday Portland train You were the front line On a Friday Portland train And that was Rob Johnson singing the poignant tune about the bystanders who were killed on a Friday train in Portland when they stood up as some young Muslim women were being harassed by another rider. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a soundtrack for the resistance, a topical solution for the political revolution. I want to hear from you, so if you like what you hear, or if you don't like what you hear, email me at polyrical at gmail.com, and follow me on Twitter at polyrical, and go and check out the website at polyrical.com. So the British just voted, uh, the vote called by Prime Minister Theresa May to uh, bolster the support that uh, her party had enjoyed as the majority party in Parliament, and things didn't quite go her way. Uh, the her party lost their majority, and now is what is known as a hung Parliament. And I know absolutely nothing about these things, not being from the UK. Uh, but they will have to uh, cobble together a government of some sort with uh, parties sharing power. And here's a song by Billy Bragg off of his album talking with the taxman about poetry, about such things. It is ideology. And one voice Just because they're top of the pile 
to our topic for this episode the topic of the episode is lgbtq it is june and as i uh, record this and june in the united states and and possibly elsewhere is pride month so in honor of pride month we'll have a set of four songs related to lgbtq here is a uh, piece I came upon online written by Ashley Burnside. When I came out as a queer woman, I adopted a new definition of the word pride. It no longer simply meant an allegiance to a sports team or feeling confident in myself, but instead represented adopting a self-acceptance of my identity and my community. Pride to me means you are proud of your community's history, your movement, and yourself for being a part of it. Pride is loving yourself and advocating for yourself. Having pride requires a journey of immense self-acceptance and growth. During queer events, I can feel the pride swell in my heart in a way that is hard to put into words. It makes me feel whole. June is National LGBTQ Pride Month, commemorating the Stonewall riots that occurred in New York City on June 28, 1969. On this night, some brave transgender women grew tired of being kicked out of public spaces for simply being who they are, for presenting their gender in non-binary ways, and for dancing with the same gender. So they fought back. 
They resisted the police, and they resisted the constricting messages society had taught them. One year later, the LGBTQ community in New York City commemorated the riots with a march. And Pride season was born. So kicking off this set, we have Jill Sobuel off her self-titled album with I Kissed a Girl.
electric guitar But it's cool If you're not that Catholic You can be Wherever you Gospel by Erin McKeown, McKeown, M-C-K-E-O-W-N, and that was off the compilation album Monster Protest Jams, Volume 1. Here's another piece that I found online. This piece is written by Dominique Storney. For me, Pride is a family reunion. I get to see and catch up with people I've met over the years. We don't always see each other or hang out, but we know we are still connected. The Pride Festival is the perfect place to reconnect. Pride is a time to reflect on where we've been, where we are, where we are going. Pride is a time to remember the horrors of our past and present, and a time for us to teach our history to the newly out, especially the young ones who have no idea how many people fought for them to be able to come out so young. They fought at the very peril of their lives. In fact, many people gave their lives so we could be free to live authentically. Pride is the time to speak out against bigotry and discrimination. We don't do that enough anymore with all the partying and celebrating. Pride is a time when community leaders need to speak up, speak out, and call out those who refuse to recognize our civil rights. By all means, let's party like it's our birthday, but let us not forget what it took to get here. Let us not forget how much further we have to go. Let us not stand idly by while the ultra-conservatives try to throw us back in time. Pride is a safe time, a safe place to come out. And here is Living Color off the album Stain with Bye. Enjoy the ride There's a category of your 
Don't be a drag, just be a queen Don't be a drag, just be a queen Give yourself prudence and love your friends So we can rejoice the truth And though it 
Whether you're broke or evergreen Your black, white, beige, show legend Your Lebanese, your Orient Whether life's disabilities Left you outcast for leader teased Rejoice and love yourself today Cause baby, you were born this no way No medication to buy Lesbian, transgender life On the right track Baby, I was born to survive No matter black, white, beige, show was Lady Gaga wrapping up the set on LGBTQ songs with Born This Way. And here is a few words, maybe here are a few words, from Arundhati Roy. This is off an album called Come September in conversation with Howard Zinn, and this track is called Power has a shelf life. Civil unrest has begun to erupt in the global village. In countries like Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, Bolivia, and India, the resistance movements against corporate globalization are growing. To contain them, governments are tightening their control. Protesters are being labeled terrorists and then being dealt with as such. But civil unrest does not only mean marches and demonstrations and protests against globalization. Unfortunately, it also means a desperate downward spiral into crime and chaos and all kinds of despair and disillusionment, which, as we know from history and from what we see unspooling before our eyes, gradually becomes a fertile breeding ground for terrible things, cultural nationalism, religious bigotry, fascism, and, of course, terrorism. All these march arm in arm with corporate globalization. There is a notion gaining credence that the free market breaks down national barriers and that corporate globalization's ultimate destination is a hippie paradise where the heart is the only passport and we all live happily together inside a John Lennon song. Imagine there's no country. But this is a canard. What the free market undermines is not national sovereignty, but democracy. As the disparity between the rich and poor grows, the hidden fist has its work cut out for it. Multinational corporations on the prowl for sweetheart deals that yield enormous profits cannot push through those deals and administer those projects in developing countries without the active connivance of state machinery, the police, the courts, sometimes even the army. 
Today, corporate globalization needs an international confederation of loyal, corrupt, preferably authoritarian governments in poorer countries to push through unpopular reforms and quell the mutinies. It needs a press that pretends to be free. It needs courts that pretend to dispense justice. It needs nuclear bombs, standing armies, sterner immigration laws, and watchful coastal patrols to make sure that it's only money, goods, patents, and services that are being globalized, not the free movement of people, not a respect for human rights, not international treaties on racial discrimination or chemical and nuclear weapons or greenhouse gas emissions, climate change, or, God forbid, justice. It's as though even a gesture towards international accountability would wreck the whole enterprise. Close to one year after the war against terror was officially flagged off in the ruins of Afghanistan, in country after country, freedoms are being curtailed in the name of protecting freedom, civil liberties are being suspended in the name of protecting democracy. All kinds of dissent <clears throat> is being defined as terrorism. All kinds of laws are being passed to deal with it. Osama bin Laden seems to have vanished into thin air. Mullah Omar is supposed to have made his escape on a motorbike. They could have sent Tintin after him. <laughs> the Taliban may have disappeared, but their spirit and their system of summary justice is surfacing in the unlikeliest of places, in India, in Pakistan, in Nigeria, in America, in all the Central Asian republics run by all manner of despots, and of course in Afghanistan under the US-backed Northern Alliance. Meanwhile, down at the mall there's a mid-season sale. Everything's discounted, oceans, rivers, oil, gene pools, fig wasps, flowers, childhoods, aluminum factories, phone companies, wisdom, wilderness, civil rights, ecosystems, air, all 4,600 million years of evolution. It's packed, sealed, tagged, valued, and available off the rack. No returns. As for justice, I'm told it's on offer too. You can get the best that money can buy. Donald Rumsfeld said that his mission in the war against terror was to persuade the world that Americans must be allowed to continue their way of life. When, when the maddened king stamps his foot, slaves tremble in their quarters. So standing here today, it's hard for me to say this, but the American way of life is simply not sustainable because it doesn't acknowledge that there is a world beyond America. But fortunately, power has a shelf life. When the time comes, maybe this mighty empire will, like others before it, overreach itself and implode from within. It looks as though structural cracks have already appeared. As the war against terror casts its net wider and wider, America's corporate heart is hemorrhaging for all the endless, empty chatter about democracy. Today, the world is run by three of the most secretive institutions in the world, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, and the World Trade Organization, all three of which, in turn, are dominated by the US. Their decisions are made in secret. The people who head them are appointed behind closed doors. Nobody really knows anything about them, their politics, their beliefs, their intentions. Nobody elected them. Nobody said they could make decisions on our behalf. A world run by a handful of greedy bankers and CEOs who nobody elected can't possibly last. Soviet-style communism failed not because it was intrinsically evil, but because it was flawed. It allowed too few people to usurp too much power. 21st century market capitalism, American style, will fail for the same reasons. Both are edifices constructed by the human intelligence, undone by human nature. The time has come, the walrus said. Perhaps things will become worse and then better.
Perhaps there's a small God up in heaven readying herself for us. Another world is not only possible, she's on her way. Maybe many of us won't be here to greet her, but on a quiet day, if I listen very carefully, I can hear her breathing. Thank you. So our artist of the episode, this episode is Hamill on Trial. Here is a brief quote, and we'll jump right into the music, and then we'll hear a little bit directly from Hamill in between songs. The music alias of New York-based anti-folk hero Ed Hamill, Hamill on Trial, is a one-man punk band that plays loud, fast music informed by politics, passion, energy, and intelligence. His caustic tongue and devil-may-care attitude has long been a favorite of anti-establishment musical icons Henry Rollins and Ani DeFranco, and the critical elite and incited Rolling Stone, and the critical elite and incited Rolling Stone to call call him quote bald, bold, and super bad, describing his signature sound as attack dog, protest folk, and ferocious staccato strumming. He has been described as Bill Hicks, Hunter S. Thompson, and Joe Strummer all rolled into one by Philadelphia Weekly and a one-man Tarantino flick. Loud, vicious, luridly hilarious, gleefully, and deeply offensive by the village voice. He is all of those things and many, many more. And uh, here to kick off the set of Hamill on Trial. Here is Global Tattoo from the Happiest Man in the World. That you rock the boat, or when the boat needs rocking on, it won't float. Plane needs hollering on, it won't fly. When the acres winds are broken and it falls from the sky, don't tell me not to criticize. Or don't tell me that my lips are loose. Don't tell me I don't love this place, this place that gave me Lenny Bruce. When you're walking down the street like Malcolm X, or when you eat a naked lunch, you say, What comes next? A sweet black angel saying something ain't right. I can walk these streets into the night. I can walk these streets named for Joe or Ramon. I can think back on that Gabba Gabba. Hey, don't tell my brother what I love. Like Buddy Haller said, Baby, that'll be the day. I wanna know his freedom fly head as it passed through you and me. Climbing to the flame. America doesn't love me, doesn't love its people out on the street, losing their homes desperately, working to make ends meet. And the rich get richer and the poor so poor, and you can't get sick because you can't afford no health care on these mighty shores. Look at the old, what's in store? No money, no education, have a mill degree, and a first-class nation knows the need, the knowledge is a situation, another cycle, another generation on the TV. We're screaming at each other like kids in a schoolyard. It's embarrassing, brother. I'm a naive to say we gotta work together like a wave of a flag. It's gone forever. I wanna know his freedom fly head as it passed through you and me. Firing to the flame beyond the sea. supposed to be funny was it funny was it right on the money levity helps me through the pain but it's a bulging at the seams and it's starting a strain and i pledge allegiance to those that tried to find the truth when the country lied create beauty leave hell behind i guess charles mingus comes to mind and don't wave that flag in my face when you're making this place a disgrace your global view needs rearranging because at times my friends they are a changing i wanna know it Fly ahead as a pass to you, you and me. 
you and me Firing through the flame Beyond the sea Of all the things we can be terrorized in our everyday life, and there are many, the fundamentalists, the jihad, suicide bombers, immigrants, Christian right, Ku Klux Klan, Michigan militia, global warming, child abductions, the high blood pressure, the cholesterol, the ADD, the credit card debt, the manic depression, the school shootings, the semolina, the West Nile, the bird flu, the killer bees, the computer virus, the identity theft, the shock jocks, the homeless, and what that motherfucker Tom Cruise is doing to that poor sweet Katie. <laughs> but here's one I heard on the television the other day that scares the shit out of me, people. They say that if you participate in oral sex, you have a 250% higher chance of mouth cancer. Fuck jihads, people. That is terrorism striking home. So what do you think? Maybe that was your first taste of Hamill on trial. Did you like it? You know, it's definitely a very distinctive flavor, and it may not be to everybody's taste right away, but I implore you to uh, try a little bit more and see what you think. It's not uh, just a, a flavor, but it's an attitude. And here is Hamill uh, speaking in between these tracks here um, with a little bit about that attitude. It's 1964. I'm 10 years old. I'm riding in the car with my father. The Beatles have landed. I saw them on the Ed Sullivan show. My head exploded. This is one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. My father, a brilliant man, had grown up during the Depression. I think he wanted to be a doctor. I think he could have been a doctor, but because of certain economic parameters, he wasn't able to do this. And this bred in him a frustration that manifested itself in cynicism and sarcasm. Genetics can be cruel. <laughs> and over the radio, I want to hold your hand begins to play. And this inspires my father to tell me a joke, and the joke goes as follows. There's a convict in the electric chair about to be fried. I was 10, people. And the warden says to him, do you have any last requests? And the convict says, I'm a little nervous. Could you hold my hand? Now, there's a couple things about that joke that I think about, one of which is, what would make my father think that a 10-year-old boy would respond to this joke? But I did in very profound ways. And, and what would make my father think that he could upstage the fucking Beatles? But he did because I had a mild epiphany, if you will, where I, I realized at that moment that rock and roll was more than just this incredible music that I was hearing, that it was an attitude that would ultimately, as I grew older, I would realize permeate into other art, art forms like film and, and literature. And, and you know, for me, uh, 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 Charles Bukowski or a Hunter Thompson is infinitely more rock and roll than a Maroon 5 or a Bon Jovi, for instance. And at that moment, I realized at least that this incredible music was being challenged by humor. And so I don't know really what it is that I do. They sell me under the auspices of comedy, but there's many elements to my idiosyncratic nature. But at that moment, I realized that for every John Lennon, there was a Lenny Bruce, and for every Joe Strummer, there was a Richard Pryor, and for every Kurt Cobain, there was a Bill Hicks, and for every Jack White, there was a Lewis Black. I'm, I'm proud of that one, the white-black thing. I, I, tra I travel in the car alone a lot, yeah, so it gives me a chance to think. Well, anyway, I'm Hamill on trial, and welcome to the terrorism of everyday life. So there was a little background from Hamill himself, giving you a little bit more insight into where he comes from and what drives him. 
We're going to hear Red Marty from The Chord is Mightier Than the Sword, and we're following that up and closing out the set with Pledge from Rant and Roll, The Terrorism of Everyday Life. mother's TV and his friends all thought him whack but I wasn't married to him or related or dependent though I used to hang out with him though you know I can't defend him we'd go drinking on a Monday we'd go drinking by the wall we'd go drinking on a Tuesday we'd go drinking at the mall we'd keep drinking 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 and when Wednesday come around we'd be stinking 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 and by Thursday we'd fall down Mad Red Marty and I don't drink anymore and concludes the terrorism of everyday life I hope you enjoyed it found it life affirming gonna be here every night till uh, Sunday and, uh, and it certainly has been wonderful I'll be selling CDs back there after the show although I got to get some at the box office but uh, I will be I'll throw on a dry shirt and maybe I can meet some of you sign them uh, my son 
Detroit has a different job that he does. Uh, he's in pre-K the year before kindergarten. They have a little job that they get to do every week, feeding the goldfish or turning on and off the lights. I asked him last week, what's your, what's your job this week, Detroit? And he said, I get to hold the American flag and lead the Pledge of Allegiance. I said, really? I said, do you know the Pledge of Allegiance? He said, yeah. I said, let's hear it. So he rattled it off. Now I'm a Libra. I need balance. One side of me is like, oh, that's adorable. Like a little five-year-old kid rattling that shit. Great. The other side of me is like, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know if he knows what he's committing to, you know? This could be the flag of the imperialist. So I thought, well, may, maybe I would come up with a different Pledge of Allegiance. And Detroit and I would go over it, I don't know, two or three hundred times a day for the next month or so. A little bit of homeschooling, if you will. And he could go back to school and he could say this. So I came up with this one. I will pledge allegiance to no more flags until they come up with one for the earth. A republic of humans, all races and colors, for which they stand. One planet and an endless sea of other planets. And if they discover life on those, I'll pledge allegiance to those too. With respect to your religion, as you respect mine, where liberty and justice is not determined by how much wealth you've accumulated, or your political or military power, or your sexual orientation, or how you control the media, where no one can maintain their wealth as long as one person on the planet doesn't have adequate food or shelter or health care or educational opportunity. This is a flag I pledge allegiance to. Hey, I'll pledge allegiance to that flag as well. That wraps up the set from Hamill on Trial. And if you want to hear more, listen to other episodes of this program. I have played some other Hamill on Trial and will play some other Hamill on Trial in the future. Here is Joe Uline, U-E-H-L-E-I-N, off the album Classic Labor Songs from Smithsonian Folkways. This is Hold the Fort.
And that will just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical, the topical solution for the political revolution. Remember, email me at polyrical at gmail.com. Follow me at Polyrical on Twitter. And support this podcast by making a monthly pledge on patreon.com slash unrelated things. Heading out today, here is Keb Mo from Peace back by popular demand with people gotta be free thanks for listening